0: Everyone, and welcome back to the 16 millimeter film crew podcast. It's Cindy
1: Jermaine, aka Mr. Game of Staying at Home.
2: <laughs> and
1: this is
0: episode 37, 8, one of those. Anyway, who, who, what day is it? No one cares. Um, you uh-huh. can watch us on YouTube. Um, you can like and subscribe to our channel. You can support us on Anchor. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Music, and Spotify at 16mm Film Crew Podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at 16mm Crew Podcast and on Instagram at 16mm crew. Okay, so this week we're talking about one of my favorite directors ever in the world, David Fincher. Um, we're gonna be discussing two of his films, um, but we're also gonna be talking about his overall career, his um, impact on film, and the films that have inspired him. Um, the first one we're gonna get into is Seven, starring Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt, with Gwen Paltrow and The Man That Won't Be Mentioned. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. How did you guys feel about this movie?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was a cool movie, though. It was a cool movie, but you had to wait all the way to the end for the payoff. So basically, the movie is about um an, a new detective with an old detective. Of- read
0: the description.
1: Oh, because every time you, you... want You want me to, you want me to read, read the- the- it?
2: Read, the- the- Re- read the log line real quick. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do.
1: Ah oh, man, I'm fine. Okay, I don't even have it up, so I'm still going to just wing it. Oh.
0: Okay.
1: So okay, basically, you got the you got the old cop trying to retire, and you got the new cop that wants to uh, be eager. They um, basically follow a series of murders based off of the said the seven deadly sins, and um, that's basically the movie
2: the cliff notes version of the movie
1: cliff notes i kept it short i was feeling a lot of criticism
0: so basically (laughs) the film tells the story of david mills a detective who partners with the retiring william somerset to track down a serial killer who has used the seven deadly sins as a motif in his murder
1: there you go (laughs) I, i said the same thing you know
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um why did you guys find this movie meh? Can you talk about that a little bit?
2: Oh, I didn't find it meh Jermaine did. Um Um, no, I love I like I like Fincher. Like if you go through his whole career, the one aspect he's amazingly good at is that whole neo noir kind of vibe, which Mm -hmm. makes sense when you think about the movies that influenced him. Um so I like the scene, how they set up um, him and um Brad Pitt in um, dang, Morgan Freeman's characters, where the city actually feels kind of lived in. Usually when you get those kind of sidewalk shots, everybody's like, all the crowd is like walking toward the sides. And in this movie, like, they're actually walking in the middle of their conversation where Brad has, like, stop and continue, and it felt like very natural and organic. I like the dynamic they played of Morgan being the old, the old guard cop who... Starting to believe in the whole cynical ways people think, and mm-hmm. Brad Pitt is still kind of that youthful, doughy eye, like, no, there's good in people, people are just insane kind of person.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I,
2: I like that good, the whole contrast between the two of them, you know. So, yeah, yeah, I love I love the fact that in this movie, the whole time it was raining like, rain did not stop at all,
1: mm-hmm.
2: like, it was very blade runner, like, it's raining the whole time. So, yeah, I loved it.
0: Maybe you can talk about what inspired him because when i'm thinking about what the theme of like the city being kind of sinful just in itself that's very like taxi driver to me so was that one of the things or like you you, it...
2: you mentioned taxi driver and it's funny mm-hmm. thing is um we're going back to um the joker actually king of comedy was one of his influences so that mm-hmm. was there as well so yeah I mean he like I think Fincher with his movies he pulls from a lot of different classic directors as far as inspiration for stuff like with him, you can't really see it comparatively to like when you watch um Tarantino, you could legitimately see he's right emulating somebody with what um David Fincher, you really don't see that mm-hmm. so
1: I think that's that's a good way to do it though. So if you really know your craft, you know what he's doing. Instead of, um, you know, just throwing it in your face. And like, hey, look what I did. I copied an old Western, which is what Tarantino likes to do. And I'm not crapping on Tarantino. It's just like, okay, we get it.
0: Yes. (laughs) I feel like that whole wave of directors, so Fincher, Tarantino, like all of them they were so inspired by like the like the earlier films that had come out when the industry was just starting that they tried to like piece that into their work and pay homage to it where yeah. I, where i feel like now with the like younger directors like the Safdie brothers or Ari Aster and people like that um they'll take like things that are that we've already been familiar with and put a completely different spin on it so i don't know i guess like I think it's cool that they're taking some stuff from like older movies, because a lot of gen, like, I mean, us, obviously, I mean, I'll say it myself, I have not seen, like, Seven Swords of Samurai and blah, 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 so, like, putting those themes into their movies, like, it makes sense for a newer generation. So I'm not mad at it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's cool. <laughs> but you're right, I don't think, I-, I couldn't tell, like, what inspirations he drew, t- like, shot for shot in his movies. I, but I know that he drew it from somewhere, so I mean, yeah. That's how I feel. Um, I feel like this movie, I like that this movie kept you, well, for me, it kept me on my toes. Like, I really didn't know, like, who this killer was because they didn't let you know. Like, and it just got worse and worse. And it was dirty and grimy and gross and, like, rats were, like, running around apartments. And it was bad, nasty. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Fincher just wanted to really drag you through the situation. Yeah. And, and
0: he's a very... Sorry to cut you off. He's a very um, immersive director. Like, you feel the environment wherever he's placing you, and that's with all his movies. Like, you're feeling if, every single thing.
2: They feel lived in.
0: Yes, very immersive. Sorry what you seemed to me.
1: Yeah, I think a really good example of that in Seven was uh, when you went to... Will's apartment, mm-hmm. and in the middle of it, the everything starts shaking because there's a subway
0: mm-hmm.
1: train going over, and mm-hmm. it doesn't happen just once it happens, like twice, yeah. when they're getting deep into the, the case, and that's really a really good way to just submerge you into what they're actually doing dealing with. Uh, he really did a good job with Seven, and um, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah. I think what irked my nerves, though, it's... It's a slow build, but it just keeps compounding and compounding and compounding. And it's almost like the um the um man. The the crux of the story is like towards the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, the the like the apex of the movie is like towards the end end of the movie. And yeah. uh it, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily calm you down with a resolution no and I think
0: yeah I think they did a good job of like making not like having the villain have like a real reason of why he was doing this other than the city is bad and I must cleanse it but like he didn't feel guilty about anything that he did he felt like it was like a necessity that these people would die and he was probably the hero in his own story but in this story (laughs) like he's a villain
1: it definitely blurred the lines of um you know good and bad mm-hmm. and morality
2: yes i mean the thing with like i don't know the last but i don't the last bit of the movie i have a problem with because it just, wrap, it just ramps up so quickly there's no this whole movie beginning a steady slow build they actually interact with him and then from there it goes i'm turning myself in and then that's it mm-hmm. and then um the only thing i probably really didn't like is um there's a comic book term um, called women, like, it's basically putting women in refrigerators, because there was a thing, a big thing, like, in the 90s and like, 80s, where superheroes who had female love interests would always be like, murdered and put in fridges, and I feel that's what they did with pouch was character, because he's only been there for like, what, 10 minutes total? But then, oh, you find out, oh, Brad Pitt's has been murdered, and that's it. Like, I didn't like the fact that, um, what was it? The, like, his motives, like, he who should not be named, his motives for killing people, it's not like they were mean people. They weren't mm-hmm. mean, he's like, oh, the guy was fat, so, and people make fun of him, so I gotta kill him. Like, the people weren't morally wrong. He was just- They, like, like represented something. They re- yeah, they represented something, right? yeah. and so he decided to kill them, so I don't think that was the kind of if- part I had iffy with, but it makes sense, given that the character is supposed to be insane. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's in the box, all right. Yeah um but i i think well i'll talk about the performances i feel like because brad pitt was in this movie but he was also in fight club which david fincher also directed and i feel like that was like brad pitt at his prime like we're having like a brad pitt renaissance right now but i feel like the 90s is when he was just like at his peak like he was doing some great films um and i mean morgan freeman's always going to be good and. You know, Morgan Freeman, but I really I <laughs> I loved like that. Brad was like this, the newer detective trying to like figure out his way through this, and then like his wife got murdered, and his life kind of got ruined. And it was sad, <laughs> it was sad and ending like, for him, but
1: it was sad, but it was real. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't like one of those made up stories where everything goes back to the way it was. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. it's a dose of reality. Yes. I think a, a lot of movies kind of lack that.
0: True. Or no, he's
2: not, he doesn't agree. No, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't, I'm still like, the ending is kind of really still abrupt to me. Like that whole last, that last act is like really, I don't know.
1: It went from like, like three to ten.
2: Yeah, I like out of nowhere, like so. Like, I guess what my issue is that I hope that jarring. If it kind of built slower, like, mm-hmm. maybe had to actually call him. Like, no, he turned himself in, just so I could see you kill me and talk about your wife. Like, if it was like a more of a slow burn that they had already were building upon, maybe it wouldn't. That shift wouldn't have impacted me as much. But still a good movie. Yeah,
0: so, I feel like he he really really takes his time with everything single thing that he does like you have to like wade through those movies they're long like <laughs> these are some long films and he doesn't like he won't rush it and i guess you're you're right he did rush it at the very end cuz at some point it's like okay well you've been setting this up for 2 hours now we have to see the result of it yeah. but um he's very yeah he's a very um i think he's really pace
2: conscious
0: yeah, maybe mm-hmm. he's not good at endings, but he's very good at like keeping your attention during. Uh,
2: I don't know. I'm I don't see it that way. Bad bad. But remember, this is if you're talking about seven, it's like early Fincher. Yeah, yeah you're so, right. So mm-hmm. that that directorial experience of knowing how to continue to pace and tie the ending into the way you're pacing the movie mm-hmm. is not there yet all the way because what his first film was, what Alien Three. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't watched Alien's franchise ever, but. You know, he's. It's, it's like this movie came out. Seven came out with 90, nice. 1995. So he's still. Ooh, what a good year. He's still getting there. So. Yeah. But yeah. Really liked
0: it. It was cool. Okay, what are we rating this
2: <laughs> movie? Are we rating it on a grade of, for the for the time it came out in, or comparing it to now? I know I'm being technical with it, but I kind of had to be.
0: I don't really feel like it's out of place. I feel like I could still watch it and enjoy it. Actually, I have yeah. watched it recently. Yeah. So,
2: no. Only re- the reason why I'm asking that is because I love that whole nine. 90- I like. I'm, I like that whole nineties. No, oh, aesthetically, man. I like that whole nineties aesthetic. The whole oh um, man. the way the lighting looked. Oh, I loved it so much. Like visually, <laughs> I I missed that. Like, sets the scenes actually felt darker because. Yeah. like
1: you weren't using for oh, Yeah, I love
2: the 90s I'm sorry that. so I don't know I'm rate it, it. Look. So, yeah. rate it yeah no I'm still giving I'll give it a an, an 8 out of 10 still
1: I agree that's the number that was in my head 8 out of 10 it's I could watch it today I could watch it tomorrow I could watch it over again Um, it was a pretty good movie especially one from the 90s yeah um Pacing yeah. was good. Story was solid. Good 8 out of 10.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 as well. Very good film. Um, the themes feel relevant. The setting was incredible and immersive. Performances were great.
2: So, yeah. Honestly, this movie could have been made today and the same themes would still apply. Yeah. Like, even mm-hmm. a lot of the dialogue they were talking about was still, like the movie, the way it's written, like some movies you could tell that they're dated in the way they talk and move, but you could shoot this movie today and leave the same dialogue and you'll be perfectly fine. Like perfect.
0: Yeah. So boom, there it is. All right, The next movie is The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Starring Rooney Mara, Daniel Craig, and Stella and Skarsgård, I think. There's a whole bunch
2: of people in this movie, but those are the people I remember, so. (laughs) Yeah, no, this is my first time watching this movie, to be honest. I think Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and I think, of course, Alien 3 and Panic Room are the only Fincher movies I've never watched.
0: That's the first Fincher movie I watched is Panic Room, and then it was a social network.
2: But I, like, with Girl of the Dragon, that too. I'm kind of iffy. I was kind of iffy on it still even watching it. it, was the fact that because it's a remake, like, a year earlier, or a year earlier, another version of the film came out, which was done in, um, with, um, not Rudy Mara. Um, that always does those movies. I know who you're talking about. What her name? Yeah. Um. <laughs> Naomi, Rap- yeah can, Naomi... Yeah, Naomi.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And the thing is, it won awards. Like, it wasn't baffless. It won awards. So I would understand... The need to make a remake of it so quickly. But um and the whole dragon tattooed girl trilogy. But no, watching this movie, I can kinda pick as far as the way the colors kind of worked, that he was still in the mindset from Social Network, because Social Network would have like a lot of grays in it. Most of his
0: very similar. Like if you look at they look very. They, he has the same kind of color palette through most of them. Yeah, so yeah.
2: I, I saw that continuation from the color palettes that were chosen in social network with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, Daniel Craig. I think this is like you said. It was Brad Pitt's peak with seven. Like mm-hmm. Girl of Dragon Tattoo came out. He was doing Bond. It was in another movie. I forgot. But this that was this was Daniel Craig's peak. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: I the pinnacle. That's the, at their pinnacle. They're not
2: yeah. they're not <laughs> yeah. done yet. But... <laughs> oh, no, this was to me this was his pinnacle his pinnacle because yeah. he was on a roll, like but then he also did Cowboys and aliens oh, yeah. in that movie bomb. I don't, wanna... I don't wanna see that. About... No. But <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh wonderfully acted. I did not expect Rooney um Mara. Like it's such a drawing contrast to what she regularly looks like what she looks like in this movie was kind of unexpected and that's really good cost like the costume that production people who like did all that for her like did a one job. Mm-hmm. like she totally looked totally different mm-hmm. but, like and i love their whole, whole the scene i did love was when she got her revenge on the um social worker guy mm-hmm. which i love that because you know most women don't get that chance you know yeah.
1: but um that was yeah. a very fast payoff. To be honest,
2: I mean, but you she's it's not like it makes sense for her character because character, her character isn't like it wasn't like modeled as a dumb person. She just has social problems, but she's really smart. So it's right. not, it wasn't, it's not a big gymnastic leap for her to come up with revenge that quickly in that in that fast. No. You, so that's the thing. My, in the beginning, I admit was, I, I wasn't paying attention a bit, and so when they kept doing her scenes, and they had Craig's scenes, I was like, what did she got to do with the movie? And then I was like, oh, that's why. <laughs> and then I got put two and two together, but nah. I enjoyed it, you know. Mm-hmm. The the pacing, like we said, like Seven, with pacing was perfect. And I think if you contract this to Seven, because this is like later, I'm mm-hmm. on a roll, I know what I'm doing. Um, mm-hmm. Venture to Seven is, he continued that whole theme, that whole plot and it's it built, but it built at a slower pace. It wasn't like a rapid jump. It still kept you like, yo, I want to see how this resolves. And it just kept going and going and going and going, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: I have to admit I had to fight through the first twenty minutes. Because he it was very vague. All I got was I didn't know why this man's career was like done or what he was really doing until a little bit later on. hmm Um, Later on, like the first 20 minutes, but to me the build was just really slow and then some of the action parts that popped up seemed random but worked out towards the later part of the film. So I have to give his pacing some um, credit for that because he paces his movies well. I just don't feel like it's the type of pacing that I like personally. But I really do appreciate the, the film and all of its nuances and all of the um, attention that he put into it.
0: Yeah, I. This movie is long, <laughs> it is, and because there's it's the main plot and then the subplot, and then within the main plot there's an extra plot. It's just like there's a lot going on, and so. I know that Rooney Mara was the star of this movie, one of them, right, and that her story was important, but I didn't know how that factored into Dana Craig's story, not until like, very In late way. into, yeah. yeah. And then they go on and on, they go off on their own adventures, and so there was just like a lot, there were like lots of different things that you had to keep your eyes on, and it was just like, whoa, okay.
2: <laughs> Parallel storylines.
0: attention, yeah, he really does. He's you to know, just be like, okay. Um, but I'll say this, I really think that, um, he's, he's, I don't know who cast his movies, but whoever does that for him, or if he does it himself, I don't know. Um, they're very good because all of, every single one of his movies are cast so well and the actors do such a great job. Like best character of Elizabeth Salander, what is it? Yeah. yeah. That's what I Um, it's cool. Like she looks insane, right? She <laughs> looks crazy, but she's like the most sympathetic character in them in the movie because of what happens to her, and then also how she takes the power back. It's just, it's just, I don't know, it's insane. <laughs> like it was just, it was just a lot. Oh my god! But everyone did such a great job keeping hold of their plot lines, and then when they were woven together, it kind of it was just like very seamless. And I think they did a really good job with that. I also like that he, he's really, I think he's one of the main guys, or he was one of the main guys who was not afraid to tell female stories and to give the empowerment back to the women and not have them be in these, like, side roles. Um, there's some films, like, that he, I don't know if I can say that 100%, but I know for, like, Panic Room, this movie, Gone Girl, like, He's not afraid to let the women shine and let them be crazy and insane and be not likable and all this other stuff. Like he's not afraid of that. It's and yes. Human.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. There we go. Um and I really, really respect that about him. Um he's also very he's like technically, I think he just he knows exactly what he wants. And from other interviews, actors would be like, Yeah, we rehearsed for like weeks we did takes 80 times like he, he doesn't he doesn't care like he's gonna make sure that whatever he d- gives to the audiences it's the absolute best and I think that's really cool and this was definitely one of another one of those movies that were fully immersive I mean we were in what, Sweden like I mean I don't know and then all the dynamics in the history of that stuff that I never knew about like I know they had problems with Jewish, Jewish people like, I thought they were just like another European country but anyway um and then how they reveal the villain and it just the music choices. Daniel's getting tortured. There's just like so much stuff that was good in this film that I don't know. They were gonna make it a trilogy, but um, I don't know what
2: happened to that. Yeah, I think the original <laughs> Swedish version they mm-hmm. continued it. I don't think the U- They only did what two movies for the U. The American version,
1: mm-hmm. but
2: yeah, I will. I will say you're right on his casting choices we cast because mm-hmm. like i mentioned like, tarantino before so it's probably mm-hmm. good enough like you know everybody knows tarantino's people like to the t like you know mm-hmm. who tarantino's, works with mm-hmm. what fincher <laughs> fincher does the same thing but you don't notice it as much
0: mm-hmm. yeah
2: like he's That's... done what three brad pitt movies this is rooney mara's second movie with him
0: mm-hmm. like
2: you don't notice that as much like he has his people yeah, but he still sprinkles in other people in, into it as well, which I think
0: is. Cool. Yes, I think you're exactly right. I feel like he. I think I, I like directors who use the same actors um in, over time. I think that's cool, just to see what else they can do. But um, I think with Tarantino, you're definitely gonna know Sam Jackson's gonna be in the movie. Like you know that you don't even gotta like look at the poster. You know that automatically, he will be in the film. Right. But I think with Venture is that he does use some of the same people, but he might not use them for the lead roles every single time. Like he'll use different, like he put Ben Affleck in one and he put, I don't know, someone else in another one. And it's just like, what are you doing in here? But somehow it works. Like, it's always good. I feel like he can see something in some of these actors that maybe we may have not noticed or skipped over or whatever. And it's always right on the money. Like,
1: this is the best i've ever seen daniel craig act i'm saying
2: oh, no. No, I'm I, have, uh,
1: I was actually really impressed with his acting because i saw him in bond bond if he was good but this one he was just like whoa okay. especially when he was in the cabin i believe that he was cold in that cabin the whole time when he was searching
0: hmm have you ever done that? Have you had to go to sleep with all your clothes on? I know I've had to do that one
2: like I've a few really times. Times. Yeah, I've gone on the cabin trips plenty of times. I do that. I've been like, yo, oh. <laughs> yow, yeah.
0: Okay, so what are you rating this movie?
1: I'm giving this one another eight out of ten.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how to rate it. Okay. The reason why is because I think it was easier with I mean this is coming A from a best uh international bestseller book and they had a movie done already of it, you know? So I can't I can't really give a a proper score on it without seeing how it compares to the first one and how much they actually did kind of the same things with the material they were given, you know?
0: Could you just rate it
2: based on the movie that you saw? Based on the movie that I saw, I'll probably <laughs> gonna give it. A, um, no okay, yeah. okay, fine. Based on what I saw, not being technical, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm technical. I'll give it. I'll give it an eight out of ten. Still like seven. I will. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna give it the same score, eight out of ten. Thought it was really good. Um, maybe we can talk about. Have you guys seen any of his other films? Did you like those? How did oh, you? I'll- stood
2: up to the ones that you saw i need to actually watch mindhunter um yeah no i've seen the other movies like so it's not an issue i did love of course social network oh. i'll be honest I recently oh. yep yeah, yeah i'll my issue with the Social Network though is the fact that he turned a Hispanic person into um Andrew Garfield, which, you know. Okay, so Andrew Garfield plays Eduardo, one of the other guys on Facebook. But if you look up Eduardo, Eduardo's like he's like Mexican or he's Hispanic. He's yeah, he's Hispanic. So that kind of thing. Texas? But huh? We'll see. Like superstillion and something else. No, no, no! I'm talking about his character, Eduardo. Right. Like, I'm asking. The real guy. The real guy is not Andrew Garfield. Like, that whole we're gonna change the race. That was it. I hated Girl Gone. I mean, Gone Girl. I hated oh. It. <laughs> no, I, gone. <laughs> I, I hate. I hated it. I hated it, Gone Girl. When I say I hated it, I didn't hate it. Like, all oh, this movie's bad. I just hated it. Like, dang. Like she put that my man Ben Affleck through hell. And dang! And that, got away with it. And got like, oh, I saw that movie and I was just angry. <laughs> I was like, yo, Charlie, really crazy! Oh my gosh! And then she, oh, and then I got angry at the end where they play the opening scene where she just looks at him. I was like, dang, nigga, run! Oh man! uh you know, but yeah, that was a good movie though. I can't <laughs> wait for, I can't wait for his new movie, dropping on Netflix, <laughs> though. So. I...
0: Yeah, I love him a lot. (laughs) I just love everything. Everything he does makes sense to me. I'm just like, yeah, no, I get it. Like, The Social Network was so good. Like, I I don't... To try to depict someone like Mark Zuckerberg, who I think we can all agree is an alien. Like, I don't know how that was possible. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, that's some good writing, and that's some good directing, and that's some good... Probably Jesse Eisenberg at his best. You know what I mean? And Andrew Garfield, oh my God, he was great. Army Hammer, everybody was just so good in that movie. And that movie was so good. Justin Timberlake, Justin Timberlake was in that film. Like, can we just wrap our heads around that for a second? Like, and he gave an amazing performance. Like, I don't understand.
2: Like, uh, just, how did Justin? Justin's not a bad actor per se. I mean, In Time was okay.
1: Uh,
0: I hated uh, that movie uh, so much. Why? I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I'm just saying like
1: the to be in one of
0: those movies, I don't know. I, I don't I don't even know
2: what like Okay, he shouldn't have been and in time just to like should not have been the main leading guy. I will say that, but if you give him these parts we can pop in and get his acting chops together, yeah, he's he serviceable. He good, he can do it better than me. But yeah. yeah.
0: I loved Gone Girl. I don't the ending was weird, but I think that's how it ended it ends in the book. So really that's her fault, it's whoever wrote it, Gillian Flynn or something like that. Gillian <laughs> Flynn or whatever. Yeah, because the ending was like, the, the reason why he stays doesn't make sense to me, like it, it never, I don't think it made sense to, sense to anyone, honestly, but that's what happened, so. And he also did cheat on his wife, so I guess he kind of deserved some of that. He deserved some of it. Maybe not to that full extent, but like, and Rosman Pike, who plays um Amy, she's incredible like what that girl was twisted okay she was twisted she was infected in the brain like completely crazy but she did make one of the greatest points that i feel is a trope in a lot of movies which is the cool girl trope where it's like how women feel like they need to kind of be this the 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 equivalent of a man in terms of like just adopting their identity Mm -hmm. like that's a really good point that she made. That whole sequence, I watched that sequence just to feel, like, good about my life sometimes. When I'm just like, yeah, men are trash. <laughs> it, it doesn't happen all the time. It just happens to but, yeah.
2: But the way she did it, like, she does it, like, her character, as far as how they did it, she, like, she adopted those roles, like, very quickly.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, she would, even with her parents, she'd play a role. With um Brad Pitt's character, she played a role. And then she went on and then when she met uh Doogie Hauser once again, she kind of did fall back you into that, that role you. of the crush. Um <laughs> uh, that's that yeah, he'll always be Doogie Hauser to me. But, <laughs> but what, yeah.
0: like? What are You like, are with you? Um so, Yeah, I just yeah, she I think they were trying to say that she just like she never had a personality, so she just adopted other people's like yeah. like other personalities. Which I was like, Oh, oh okay. Crazy, but it makes sense, you know. I he if I don't know if you guys seen Zodiac. That movie was excellent. Jake Gyllenhaal, incredible. Robert Downey Jr. Great. Everyone that everything that he does just is just like so well done. Mm-hmm. And I just respect that. Like I just respect that he puts in the hours to make sure that the movie is good. Like even if you don't like some of the stuff that happens in it, the movie's still good. <laughs> I'm just like. That is why you are one of my faves. He's top five. All right, so
2: that, that's the wrap on that. I will say one thing though: I do think his directorial style people try and copy it, like the whole venture esque thing, and Thank it's kind of it's kind of hard to pull off, mm-hmm. honestly, like the way he does it. So yeah, I think he's yeah, He's one of those two directors you can't really copy his style per se that. it's it's yeah. very intricate like honestly anybody can copy a spielberg style i think a bit it's not it's very his style is very colorful very visual mm-hmm. a lot of, of sight gags Taran, Like tarantino is basically just copying either samurai or western or just nostalgia bit for bit you know so i think i think fincher to me fincher and um dang why is his name getting out of my head now Tennant a thing oh uh, Nolan
0: huh it's for
2: Nolan yeah him and Nolan like their styles are kind of hard and and they they kind of do have the same similar neo-noir style mm-hmm. but yeah I think right now they're, they're two of my favorite directors out right now to be they're honest so
0: great. they're so great
2: I'm so excited for
0: Tenet even though it's delayed I don't care oh was not it's not yet not yet
2: the they're, still, they're not shooting anymore.
0: No, no. When it premieres, like it's supposed to premiere in July. Um, and it hasn't been moved yet. Oh. So I don't, well, I'm keeping my eye on that. Because when if that goes down, then I'm going to actually cry. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, David Fincher, we love you. Well, I do. I do. Um, okay, yeah. Dale does too. Do.
2: <laughs> Jermaine doesn't. Does yeah, Jermaine... it's all right. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I like this movie, so I give them
1: that, and they make you think. Thank you. And at the end of Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, I low-key wanted the man to, you know, go with the side piece. I wanted her to, to pull the robbery. I was feeling for her, but, you know, it is what it is, and she that accepted was, that fate.
2: That wasn't gonna happen.
1: Yeah, you know.
2: She it knew. Those, it was one of those stockholm esh situations where hey you kind of you kind of say we had sex a couple times and that was that it wasn't really a long-term thing it was like you're here i'm here so but again that'll
0: definitely did care about him and when she saw that he went off with robin Wright, she was not pleased but she was like i'm not gonna do anything i'm just gonna leave
2: yeah but i'm saying that whole their interaction situationally makes us it plays back into her character of her being kind of antisocial mm-hmm. and her lack of social interaction not like she she put more into it than he did right yeah. so oh. it, it it still follows their characteristics mm-hmm. of the characters
1: although technically it didn't seem like it but she did
0: she did so. okay awesome.
1: oh,
2: yeah. awesome. all right now
1: it's time for some news yeah yay! army hammer got a mohawk yay
0: I need someone to take care of him. Like, he (laughs) lost it. (laughs) This quarantine is getting to him, okay? When I saw (laughs) that picture, I was like, oh my god, are you okay? Like, are you sick? (laughs)
2: He needs an indie movie to work on right now, guys.
0: Yeah, I feel like actors are probably really, like... Well, actually, I've seen so many things on Instagram where these actors are, like, recreating scenes from their old movies. Which is so cute to me. Like, I think that's so adorable that they're like, you can't go to work, but we can work from home and give you guys some entertainment. Um, Meryl Streep just did something with. That's
1: true. Something. She was doing something. What's well, she, she was, she was drinking, like drinking she was
0: alcohol drinking. or something. She was drinking like a glass of wine and she was just, she was like recreating something. Well, I can't remember it. Wait, hold on. <laughs> It's with someone, oh, it's with Christine Bransky, and um, I think her name is Andrea McDonald, who's, like, a Broadway actress.
2: They, like, recreated some scene. Here, so, Cindy, I know you liked American Hustle, right? I did. Well, you'd be good to know that, you know, apparently they're making a big old franchise out of this. Now You See Me 3, mm. I don't know why they did a third Now You See Me movie. But apparently, the writer from American Hustle is writing Now You See Me 3. They're making, a,
1: they're making a third one. No,
2: Eric Eric Warren Singer. They're doing a third. Well, I don't know why they're doing a third Now You See Me, to be honest. The second one was a letdown from the first one.
0: It was mm-hmm. good. And I watched Now You See Me like five times in the movie Goodness. Yeah. I did. So. And I'm not. Sure.
2: Eh, every company's looking for that their franchise. So.
0: I need them to drop that, please. I need I need them to really drop that.
2: Um, Somebody got twelve outside.
0: This neighborhood is a little, a little <laughs> dicey, man. I think I live in the hood. I'm not sure. <laughs> you guys
2: are sure. hood, hood adjacent.
0: Hood adjacent, yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, so also. Oh what is that man's name? Ryan Murphy he's made, he made a new show called Hollywood mm-hmm. um, I starring the same people, Darren Chris and others that he puts in every single one of his shows. I just feel like his shows are just like glee but just not as annoying. you know what I'm like some of them actually have plot. That's the only difference between the rest of the things that he's done and glee
2: you said Glee and I'm happy you said Glee because I was thinking like what movies do I know, what do I know Ryan Murphy from? Glee popped in my head and that was the other one I said it was OC but he didn't do OC did he? He didn't
0: do OC he did um, American Horror Story, well I haven't watched American Horror Story so maybe that show is different
2: Mm -hmm. but I
0: watched his other show The Politician and it was like, it was a better Glee like they didn't sing as much, thank you Jesus, but like it was very
1: Glee-esque Wait, they sang in The Politician?
0: Yes, they did. They sang in multiple episodes. And I was like... uh... It's because he gets people, he gets singers to be on his show. Like, singers who can also act. Which I'm fine with, but, like, can we not have songs? Like, I don't... This isn't... Just tell your story, guy. (laughs) Anyway.
2: Oh, it's not just that. Apparently he's also doing updates on Boys in the Band and Chorus Line as well.
0: Okay.
2: All right. So
0: uh, yeah. Right. On
2: you got AMC and their feelings over <laughs> over Universal and t- trolls. <laughs> what happened? The whole thing with trolls being um not really being in theaters but going straight to digital. Hmm. I mean. And apparently the president of AMC said they're no longer going to play Universal Pictures at any of the theaters. Which is, let's be honest, it's it's stupid. Because let's be real, nobody was, only idiots that are like running around right now of, you know, a different cultural ascent, you know, (laughs) would have went to a movie theater in this situation. Everybody else was like, nah, I'm staying home. So it made sense financially and realistically for Universal to just put the movie on digital mm-hmm. platforms. So,
0: but I think they were saying they're going to send all of their stuff straight to video on demand, and yeah, that's for- AMC was upset because they were like, "You're yeah. not going to sell it here." Like, <laughs> well,
2: no, he said the pre- the guy from Army Universal was like they planned on doing both digital and um digital and theater releases, but mm-hmm. as this thing kind of accelerated, I think it becomes obvious it came obvious that that wasn't happening with um mm-hmm. the way the virus was going on and lock lockdowns were happening. So it just made sense to them to just say let's just do it straight to um think and it doesn't really matter, like box office is closed. Like the most recent movie if you go on box dot com like I think the highest grossing movie is made like fourteen thousand dollars, like Whoa. in in a movie theater because Whoa. you can't really report. it's kinda hard to report the numbers for straight to digital markets. Because people are paying for subscriptions. So mm-hmm.
1: You kinda yeah. really
2: can't you kinda really quantify the success or whatever it has. You can quantify the success on how many people have the analysis of how many people watched it, but you can't quantify the monetary success of it right now.
0: So. Mm-hmm. Sure. But, hey. um, for me, I'm excited because Parks and Rec is coming back. Not forever, but it's coming back for like a one night special, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah half an hour NBC special to benefit Being America I love Parks and Rec so much so I'm very excited I think it's the sh- I think the show is happening on Thursday I'm mm-hmm. very excited to watch it uh,
2: what are you excited for Jermaine?
1: for coronavirus to be over <laughs> come on man 20, That's true. 2020's been shut down I'm ready to see these big blockbusters come back next year. Um, Hopefully, they do not push back uh, Lowland's film, because that's really what I'm looking forward to. Because that thing looked good.
2: Yeah, You're right. I need this then, because I think my mom is the only one who works. So the rest of us in the house are working from home, and she just comes back, and she just just comes home, and the vibe changes in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I feel bad for her, though. That's not fair. Yeah, that isn't fair. But, yeah.
0: Um, Chris Evans is in a new uh, TV show, actually, called Defending Jacob, with one of the kids from IT and Michelle Dockery from The Gentleman. Um,
2: Chris Evans?
0: Yes, Chris Evans. Captain America. I don't
2: know. I hate these white boys named Chris. Uh, (laughs) Chris Chris Pine's face popped up in my head when you said that, so I was confused. But
0: yeah. Um, Olivia Wilde has a new psychological thriller that she's casted starring our girl Florence Pooh. Pew pew pew. And Chris Evans. Not no not Chris Evans, but Chris Pine. He's in See? this one.
1: See? Exactly. <laughs> Got okay, up. Now I'm starting to get what confused. Is
0: this, <laughs> what is this movie gonna consist of with all of I've, these very different actors? Like this
2: is I think it's supposed to be they say it's supposed to be a sequel-ish. To it's what? described as a the successor as to um, Booksmart. A 1950s psychological dro- thriller. I is, don't. Uh, know That's sequel- how they reported Booksmart. it. I don't see it happening because that's how people. That's how they said it would. Oh, her successor. Oh, I think they said successor in the set the sense of it's her second movie. Oh, the phrasing for okay. that is is bad whoever wrote that wrote that Wow, <laughs> oh, that's a weird dichotomy of actors for that
0: though that's what i'm saying like i'm like what kind of movie is this going to be because these actors are very different and i'm like what? Yeah. Huh? but florence is in it so i'm gonna watch it um kanye is a billionaire chris pratt is having a baby brad pitt pretending to be anthony fauci on snl yeah so many, so many things are happening in the world. Anyways, what have you guys been watching?
2: <laughs> the I've been watching the Last Dance thing. Um, oh, the uh, Michael Jordan, the Bulls thing. Yeah, Ooh. this one, like this last episode, was mostly about Dennis Rodman as a person because nobody really knows Dennis Rodman, and it was also about the issues that Bulls team have with the Pistons of that era. And um, mm. with Isaiah Thomas and how there's still animosity to this day from like, y'all, they're like 60 years old, man. 60, 50 years it's, old. Let that issue go. Let that go. It's, y'all, sports it's rivalry. Y'all, y'all, it's man, y'all nah, going. they being petty. Well, <laughs> you rough me up in a basketball game, but we, we're both all millionaires. Eh, you know, let it go. But, yeah. Hey, Desmond it was
1: that rough type of guy, though. But he
2: was this like if you if you look at him just you, like he only became that person he became that person after we left the Pistons when he first started playing basketball he was like really soft spoken mm-hmm. and like somebody on Twitter found an interview of like I think as we've gotten older all these people we look up to who are supposed to like rich and intelligent like we realize all their flaws like people were like you put an interview of him speaking with Oprah and Oprah was just pressuring him to say oh he's gay the whole time like and he's like I'm not gay. I mean, I'm not going to say, like, he, like, and she kept passing, I think, you know, we're learning, like, these people aren't, you know, good people. We're looking up to the wrong people. That was a segue.
1: (laughs) I heard something else about Oprah, but I won't divulge today.
2: She's doing a telethon, but she has $2.6 million. Why are you doing a telethon, Oprah? You could just give this money. Why are you taking money from me who needs money to give money? It don't make no sense. Telephones I don't make any that, sense.
0: That's a, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a solid point. Um, what else do I Oh, what I'm watching. So I finished um that show. What's it called? Little Fires Everywhere. Mm. Yeah. And I just wish the quality of the show looked better. Because it looked, it definitely looked like a TV show. Like for sure. Like the, it felt like their budget was like this is a TV show. But I also feel like after Big Little Lies came out, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I didn't really see how this was, this show was any different other than it had a black person. Like a like a a clear. Nah, that's not what I'm gonna say. <laughs> like a black. Because Zoe Kravitz is in, is in Big Little Lies. I'm saying, like, a black person who house, shoes, that's the, it. that was the main difference of this show in Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies looked amazing. It looked like a movie. Like, so I'm, I'm just wondering why Reese Witherspoon, who's also in this other show, couldn't, like, get some buns together and just, like, I don't know, help them out a little bit. Because it looked kind of Cheesy. It was it. It was good. It was just. I feel like there was definitely a lot of filler episodes that didn't need to be there. Um, a lot of them were annoying, and it, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna give it like a C. <laughs> <laughs> it was an average show. It was a, it was a slightly above average show.
1: That's it. Well, what I watched was the um, the sequel to Super Size Me. So mm-hmm. what, Super Size Me Two?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, it's basically talking about the chicken industry. He had the big chicken people, Morgan Spurlock. Um, it's very eye opening. It was actually pretty entertaining, um, for, and um, he really uncovered a lot of stuff about the chicken industry. Um one thing that really shocked me was that the chickens that they get there, their incubation period is six weeks. Mm-hmm. So from a from hatching all the way to your plate is like six week oh six week process. Which is crazy. Um they claim it's not hormones, they just crossbred the chickens that grew the fastest. Okay, well, they're lying, so... Yeah, I, it's, it's definitely <laughs> I it's a lie. It's just nuts, because um, those chickens grew so fast. They grow so fast that their feathers can't fully cover their whole body. And mm-hmm. some of them, their hearts can't take the growth, so they'll have mm-hmm. a heart attack. Which mm-hmm. is insane, but they said if a couple of chickens don't die from heart attacks, then the, they're not healthy. So... That's what we're putting into our body. Wait, I mean, what?
0: Whoa, that's what? what? That's not what, what?
2: It into <laughs> your body. Okay.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, chicken? that's true. That's true. That's true. If that's the true.
2: chicken does not have a heart attack, it's not healthy. Yep. What? They're
1: growing <laughs> right. It
2: makes so much sense, to him. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> man. Oh. I
0: mean, seriously, I can't. Nope. After I've, I've, have you guys seen um what's that documentary? Um, Food Inc.
2: Oh yeah. I don't know. I think every, if you go to any industry or any, like, and they call all these companies now, whenever they do a documentary on, they're called Big This. Like, I'm going to do a documentary on Big Toilet Paper and whatever. <laughs> but, um, You're stupid. <laughs> look, Big Toilet Paper, Big Toilet Paper it's propagated, to propagated this coronavirus for stock prices to go up of Scott's and Charmin, even Bronny Brand. Paper towels. So guess what? There's no more toilet paper. Some people are using paper towels. All right. Okay. I've seen it online. These people are nasty. But it's called. It's cause big paper. Big paper created coronavirus. But
0: that's spreading misinformation
2: enough. Barber shop doggy shit. But I think if you go any far, any any into any industry, you find find out stuff like that. So I'm not surprised.
1: Right. Lobbying government officials just because they make so many billions this year they're leading their whatever or whatever it is what it is
2: but it's funny you mentioned like these chicken factories because they were reporting that um like when the virus was happening and quarantine before the quarantine started that they were people kind of weren't shopping so they had to destroy all their surplus product like if you look on like twitter or facebook or instagram or whatever there are videos of like farmers just dumping gallons of milk into the drains and stuff but now all these factories and stuff reporting shortages of supplies and I go oh that's because a couple weeks ago farmers have said yeah we're going to store our surplus so hey right yeah. but yeah trickle
1: down effect man yep.
0: it's capitalism yep.
2: anyway Plus yep. <laughs> us good note guys
0: Yes. <laughs> um, I don't know. Something good is happening. Somebody out there is happening. The something. state is opening up. Is that a good thing?
1: I don't know.
0: I do know. That. I do like, <laughs> <laughs> <don't
2: know. laughs> <laughs> maybe it's right? I went, I had to go, because like, I'm still buying stuff, and doing stuff. people, I have to go to Best Buy a lot. So, I do, but, best best buy does curbside pickups so that's what i did i'm driving by my my best buy by me and there's a starbucks up front there was a line but mm-hmm. no one was at the starbucks working and like all these people kept driving out angry because they go through the drive through mm-hmm. and no one would be there and they just drive out and if somebody else would come in no mm-hmm. one's there they ah, oh, people are stupid <laughs> i love it i like companies oh, like cool. that who heard that the the, the, the like state is reopened they
0: had common
1: sense with them, you know? To
0: know. They had enough
1: common sense to know. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's funny. I was out um, last Friday. Uh, well, no. It was, yeah, last Friday. And um, there was a nail salon that was open and I saw this lady walking to it and she was thinking twice. But she still walked into it. I'm like, man, you should have thought the first time. There's no way that people are six feet apart in there
2: should have thought about it before she even put her keys in her car to go over there.
1: Yeah, come on, who are you showing your nails to? I mean, there's still a lot of places that are closed.
2: We've all had to make time but... <laughs> That's just my it. My toes is looking bad. I haven't, got a pe- uh, I haven't gone to a spa yet. Oh. No. I'm <laughs> I, need my mani- I need a manicure. I need a pedicure, man. When this thing's done, I Oh, I'm uh, dead. I'm dead. Hey. <laughs>
1: hey, man, that's good. I need to be like you. Yeah. A lot of men's in America need to be like you, Dale. <laughs> Take care of you.
0: In this in America, are like that. I see so many guys who are getting credit cards. Um, but I think it's good that we're starting to now have the conversations of opening things up, at least, so we know that the end is somewhere near. <laughs> Don't know it's coming, but we know that for kind, we're kind of, sort of out of the woods now. I don't know, but we're getting there. So let's just be grateful for progress.
1: Sure.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's the high note that we're ending on. That's the high key.
1: Um, Progress and hope.
0: Woo! All right. Well, I think that's it for us. Okay. We'll be back next week with more news and more films and all that great stuff.
1: Yay!
0: Okay, Okay, goodbye!
1: Bye, guys! Au revoir!